welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. Now, if I were to ask you, would you want to know more about how you can stay more productive during the times where you have work to do or you have to get work done? What would your answer be? And I feel like I just heard you say it'd be amazing. I would love to learn more about how I can be more productive. Oh, thank you so much for replying so quickly on that. <laughs> oh, I'm having so much fun today. Right, so more serious note, we today are going to speak about productivity hacks. I feel like it's really important. And there's so many ways, so many ways that you can be productive. And this is one of those topics where whatever works best for you. But at the same time, you have to experiment and try things to understand what actually works best for you. So we'll have a rundown of different hacks and different things that you can do to increase productivity. And who better to speak about this topic than Nabida? Because Nabida has done a YouTube video on this, so I'd also plug this, and I'm sure Nabida will plug that video in so you guys can check it out after the episode. So make sure you listen to the episode and then go check it out. But, <laughs> but yeah, welcome, Nabida. Hi, Eric. Thank you for having me back again. I know. It's, it's becoming too often now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I also don't know the order in which the episodes are going to come out. So I probably shouldn't like just assume that it's been out already. Um, because it might that be. is true. But I think this one will come out after like the other ones that we had. So... Nabila, you made a YouTube video recently on productivity hacks, but also you went to university, you're now working, I went to university, I'm now working. We find little things in these experiences. And even if you didn't go to university and even if you're not working, whatever you do with your life at the moment, you will find different things that work for you when you're trying to get stuff done. Because that's, for me, productivity is literally that. It's getting stuff done. It's just... 100% in the way that works for you and there's honestly hundreds thousands of productivity hacks but I kind of just wanted to run down to some of them that come come to you and that might come to me on how people can be more productive like I want to get stuff done what is the best way for me to do it and again it'll be different per person it's whatever works best because for example some people work really really well in quiet areas whereas yeah. other people work really really well in loud areas like you'll see people working in coffee shops all the time which is technically a loud area there's loads of people talking there's yeah. background music so i know people that wouldn't really work there because they'd rather just be in a quiet area like third floor aston uni library type of vibes it's all quiet yeah. right and <laughs> and just do the work in a quiet area. so that's just a very silly no that's just a very simple example of yeah. how people can work differently but still be productive. So with that said, do you want to go over a few a few productivity hacks? Yeah, no, sounds good. Um, so like you said, obviously, I did that YouTube video um, and that came about because I was obviously learning some new techniques for myself because I was like, you know, I need to be more productive because I could genuinely see there was a lot of kind of wasted time in the day for me. Um, so I thought, you know, what can I do to be more productive? What can I do to kind of get the most out of my day? So I read a bunch of books, looked at a bunch of YouTube videos. And like you said, there are hundreds and thousands of techniques out there. And 
it can just blow your mind because there's just so much happening and that's why you just need to experiment and work out what works best for you one of the things that i like to like practice daily is and it's called eat the frog i don't know why it's called that it's such a strange thing to call like productivity hack um, but it basically means to kind of do the task you hate or you dislike or you find the most difficult first um for me i find that really useful because first thing in the morning or when i'm starting my working day whatever i'm doing if i'm working or if i'm doing like personal tasks whatever it is i need to get done the i'm the most focused when i start the day i've got a lot of energy and if it's something that's difficult i'm probably going to get it done a lot better but if i leave it right till the end of the day i'm less likely to get it done and i'm more likely to say i'll do it tomorrow when i have more energy So first, you need to figure out what tasks are there that you actually really dislike and you don't like doing and you're always putting off. Once you've identified that, always, always, always schedule them in for the first thing in the day. Because once you've got that out, it's a massive achievement as well, which gives me a massive boost because I'm like, oh my God, well done, Nabila, you've done that. Mm-hmm. Now you can do the rest of the stuff, stuff you actually enjoy. So that's always a great way to keep yourself motivated through the rest of the day as well. I think... that also speaks to number one enemy of productivity which is procrastination procrastination is literally public enemy number one of productivity like productivity and procrastination they are like two people i'm not going to yeah. reveal any genders to be inclusive they're two people who don't like each other they just don't like each other and yeah. this is one of those things where what do people love procrastinating What do people also love being productive? Now you can't have the best of both worlds, at least not for every situation. Just like you said, you know, put the task that you're not looking forward to the most as the first thing that you get off done and ticked in your list of to-dos. I think yeah. just generally procrastination is big enemy. So yeah. the longer you procrastinate the longer you're avoiding being productive and then the more things will pile up so my productivity hack just to go on a back to back with you here would be try and avoid procrastinating i know it's hard i know sometimes it feels good you just say like oh, i'll do it next monday oh, i'll do it next week i'll yeah. do it next month but then when it actually gets to it you stressed and you have a longer list than you did when you first started so I would say avoid it at all costs and that should hopefully help because if you're not procrastinating that means you getting onto things earlier on if you're getting onto things earlier on the likelihood of you finishing them earlier on is also a straight correlation no. so that would be mine to to start with it's just procrastination stay away stay away Um, I think it builds on, I, think, I feel like I'm building on to what you're saying and it seems like we've planned this but we really haven't. <laughs> but I just wanted to say around procrastination, I think you need to identify why you're procrastinating because I read a really interesting kind of article and I can't remember where I read it. Um, and it was talking about why you procrastinate and a lot of people think it's because we're being lazy or it's something we, you know, we just don't want to do. But a lot of times it's just the fear of doing something, right? There could be a task that you just don't know how you're going to do and you don't want to ask those questions and you're like, Well, I'll do it later. But the reality is, it's not going to get any easier just because you're doing it later on. So really sit down and identify why you're procrastinating. If it's just a case of, I do not have any motivation and I'm just being lazy. Okay, let's deal with that in a different way. But if it's a case of you're worried that something's going to go wrong or you don't know how to do something, 
then you definitely need to be getting up right now and asking someone for help or going online and YouTube has the answers for everything. Like literally any questions you have, you can just go on YouTube and there's going to be an answer. There'll always be so an answer let... on the channel of the World of Nabida. So shout out to that channel. <laughs> I don't know if you've watched YouTube videos from the World of Nabida channel, <laughs> Nabida. Have you, have you watched them? I think they're really good. I've never heard about that channel, Eric. Like I've never seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry for interrupting you. Go on. And that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, as I was saying, I think it's just a case of just make sure. I think there's a quote out there. Don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. And literally just think of that. If you are procrastinating because you're scared of something and you're not sure how it's going to work out, don't let it stop you from actually doing what you need to do. Just get up and find a way of making it work out. Maybe asking your friends, going on YouTube, Googling it. But once you start doing it, you'll know what your concerns are. So yeah, that's my tip, I guess. <laughs> No, that's great. And I think it was interesting because there is always an underlying reason as to why you're procrastinating. It's not always just, ah, I'm being lazy. That's not always the reason. In fact, most of the times there's an underlying reason that is completely different from what it appears to be as to why you want to procrastinate. And to build off that, and again, this is, again, very on the spot. Another thing I would say for productivity is you have to start changing certain habits or better said, you have to create habits that will help you be more productive. And I think this is so important because like I said, different people have different ways of working. Some people work better in quiet areas. Other people work better in loud areas. Some people work better early on in the morning. Other people work better later on at night. You have to, one, find out what works best for you in that sense, but also kind of just understand what habits will help you the most. What is it that you're doing right now that you could be doing better? Is it managing your time? Are you maybe not managing your time properly? Or is it planning? Are you not planning accordingly? Or is it that you're not breaking down tasks into smaller chunks? Are you taking on too much of a big task? Maybe break them down. Maybe tackle one of them, like the subtasks first. And just whatever it is, you have to start creating habits. Because one common thing that we all have is a to-do list. Whether it's a mental to-do list, whether it's a written one, whether it's electronic. Like we all have a to-do list. And in most cases, that to-do list is full of things that we want to get done for tomorrow. Actually, no, some of them are are that long that you want to get them done today. And in a lot of other cases, actually, the whole to-do list that you have right now, you wanted to get it done yesterday. And so that's that's common. We all have a to-do list, but it's not enough to just have a list you have to start developing habits that are going to maximize your productivity and you have to change working habits. And this is probably the most challenging aspect, but you have to do it. Yeah, no, 100%. And I feel like I'm going to build on what you've just said a bit further around creating habits. Um, So I read a book on how to create habits and one of the key things it came up with was the idea of creating mini habits So what you said about breaking down those goals. Um, And that's what it said, because creating a habit, like you said, is very difficult. You know, it takes anywhere between, I think, 66 to 120 days or something to create a habit. 
and I know you did a challenge on it as well. Yeah, I was, um, I was, so shout out to your documentary. <laughs> I was going to say it. It takes 66 days to form a habit. <laughs> but Gymshark believes it takes 66 days to change your life. Shout out to Gymshark. A lot of love for these guys. Now, back to the program. <laughs> Um, so yeah, as we were saying, it takes 66 days to kind of build a habit. Um, so in terms of kind of creating those mini habits, it talks about kind of how you really need to break those tasks down. Because again, that procrastination or that motivation piece can come in if your habit that you're trying to create is too big. Um, so one of the things they mentioned was, for example, if you want to start reading more, don't just say my goal is to read more and from now on I'm going to read daily set yourself a smart goal but a really small specific smart goal that there is no way you can't do it so for example read two pages a day now two pages is literally nothing like when you think about like how many books are there how big some of these books are two pages is nothing and that's why your brain can't stop you from being demotivated because your brain just thinks oh well this is such a small task i can definitely do this so you're more likely to get up and do that task and think, okay, I've done this. And then that's like a little checklist, oh, I'm done. And then the next day you do a similar thing. And once you're comfortable, you can start reading more. So once you're kind of a little bit into the habit, you can do three pages, four pages, 10 pages. But it's, I guess, the idea of starting off small and then going up rather than saying, I'm going to read a book a day because your brain, your body, your heart, everything's just going to be like, well, I've got better things to do and I'm not going to do this. No, that's great. I I love that. It was such a good example, though, because it, it comes down to another productivity hack, which is daily targets. You have to set daily targets. What what people do is they set the big target. They set the big goal. They're like, I want to achieve this by the end of the month. Okay, great. But what are you doing every day to then achieve that? And also more important than that, can you perhaps break that? down and and do daily things that contribute towards that bigger picture because you're gonna feel better and i know there's like maybe in the video maybe no better but you know like how you release certain hormones when you feel more accomplished and productive honestly i have i'm not great with the science of it but i know that you just generally feel better when you accomplish stuff like just okay picture these guys that are listening guys and girls when you achieve a goal or when you make a huge accomplishment, that feeling, that feeling that you get of just, ah, I did it, that feeling. Imagine if instead of having that feeling like a couple of times throughout the 12 months of the calendar year, imagine having that feeling every day. Amazing, right? That, that's amazing. Like If someone told me like I can have it every day, that, that's great. But you can't achieve big, huge, massive goals every day because most likely those massive goals are going to take you longer than 24 hours, way longer than 24 hours. So instead, make yourself daily targets. Like, okay, today I want to get this, this and this done. That's literally how I work at work. (laughs) English, right? (laughs) I come up with the most random way of phrasing things. So, think about work, for example. The way I do it is, there's just, there's enough work to keep me busy forever. No joke, literally no joke. Like, you finish a task, there's here's 
10 more tasks. You finish those 10 tasks, you use 100 more tasks. Like, there's always going to be work. That's, that's just a given. There's always going to be work. So the way I like to manage things is, okay, I've accepted the fact that no matter what I do, doesn't matter if I work 20 hours a day or eight hours. By the way, I do not recommend anyone working that amount of time. And I certainly wouldn't do that 20 hours. I've probably done yeah. 12 in the past. But this was like when I was very naive in industry and <laughs> I thought that was a good thing. No, it's not. It's really not. So don't do it unless you really feel like you want to and you're happy doing it. That's the only situation in which I think would be acceptable because I was happy when I was doing like 10, 12 hours when, when I was on my place. That was a long time ago. So again, I, I've learned a lot from that experience. Point is, those eight hours, the eight hours that you meant to get on, I've accepted the fact that there's more work than there will ever be time for me to do it in the whole year. Now, that's step number one. Embrace it. I've embraced it. Great. Now what, Eric? All right, calm down. I'm going to tell you. Step two, set your daily targets. Like, what I, what do you want to get done today? Okay, I want to get done task A, B, and C. Yes, I have a hundred other tasks, but these are the tasks that at least I would like to get that done to, to make me feel like I've been productive and I stick to my plan. And then tomorrow I want to get one, two, three, and, and, and this, and that, and that. And make them in such a way that you constantly hitting those small daily targets because they're feasible and you feel better. Like you log off work or you finish for the day and you don't have that feeling of, ah, I didn't finish it today. I don't feel great because we've all been there. If we've all logged off work, one of those days where we were just stuck with something, we couldn't get it done and it just doesn't feel the greatest. Even though the day wasn't necessarily bad, you just don't feel accomplished. And you want to feel accomplished every day. So just make sure you're hitting those daily, daily targets. But most importantly, make sure you're making daily targets. Because if you, if you go into work thinking, I'm going to get done as much as I can, you're never going to feel satisfied. Never. You're never going to feel satisfied with yourself. So that's one I definitely add into that, which is just the daily targets. No, I completely agree with you. I think I always have kind of a list of, well, not a list, I would say. I, would, I put in, like you said, about three or four things that are the main things. If I get those done the day has been successful. And then everything else I managed to do, that's fine. But those four things are kind of my priority. Um, the other thing, and this is kind of going to be, I guess, my last one, and this one is, I guess, one of the key ones, is actually stop multitasking. Because a lot of people think that multitasking is the best way to be productive. And that's what I used to think, right? So I used to be like, well, I'm going to do this, and then this is going to be happening in the background, and this is perfect. Like, I'm being super productive. But actually, the reality is you're not being productive because your brain is just all over the place and you're not able to focus on one thing, which means that even if you are getting things done, you're probably not getting them done to the quality they should be done at or the quality you can actually get them done at. So really think about how you can actually get things done without always having to multitask or always having to do like five things at a time because it's not even good for your brain um i think there was a research done into it um and how it affects your brain i don't know the exact science behind it but it's not good for you so try to always focus on one task at a time because it means you're going to be actually more productive and your work is actually going to be done to a better quality so it's it's funny because i have mixed feelings about this one and, and by the way i do know that this is like i'm pretty sure anyone 
that has ever done a case study or research on productivity hacks just generally and how to be productive. I know for a fact yeah. stopping the multitasking is definitely something that's on that list for yeah. anyone that's researched the, the space. But the reason why I have mixed feelings about it is because it's also like, how are you going about the multitasking? Because, for example, I could go for a walk and I could listen to a podcast that's educating me on a certain yeah. topic. That's multitasking. It doesn't sound like it, but it is. I'm literally yeah. going on a walk and then I'm listening to a podcast. That's multitasking, right? And that's a different type of multitasking than the one you're talking about because the one the one you're talking about is literally just like you're doing multiple things that are well in this case I'm also doing multiple things I'm walking and I'm listening but I understand where you were coming from and I I definitely understand what you're saying because when you spread yourself too thin and you in so many baskets and you're doing so many things at the same time your brain is dividing its attention so if your brain's got a hundred percent to give you're now dividing that 100%, let's say you're on two, 10 tasks at the same time. You're multitasking for 10 tasks. That means you have like 10% of your brain on each of them. And exactly. just there, there and then you lost a lot of performance. And you might feel like you're doing great, but actually you're not. Try and focus on one thing at a time. But also, depending on the circumstance, there is multitasking that that pays off. Like... I've done a lot. Okay. I've done a lot of walks, and I'm giving the walks because it's the example I think of. Like straight away, is walks like listening to podcasts. Also, I've done walks where I'm having business meetings. Like I'm talking, and by, by business meetings, I mean like side projects that I have, and even like podcast guests. I've had. I've, I haven't done a podcast uh, actual <laughs> recording, but I have talked to guests that are about to come on on certain yeah. things just to get their, their, their ideas on some stuff before we actually go to recording. So I have had those things, and that's multitasking, but yeah. it's not the type of multitasking that I would, I guess, spread myself too thin. So it's also yeah. trying to understand the circumstances. But I do get what you're saying. But the reason why I have mixed feelings is because sometimes you don't really have much of a choice depending on what you're doing. You kind of have to, but it's not the greatest feeling ever because multitasking means another thing which is context switching context switching is not great it's a great skill to have but it's also one of those skills that as much as you can context switch you're always going to lose some performance and efficiency in what you're doing because you literally just put your brain all into one thing and then out of nowhere you have to interrupt you haven't even finished the thing that you're on you have to literally interrupt and go just quickly do something else and so jeremy so it's like that kind of stuff is is obviously going to reduce your your performance so i'm i'm with you i'm with you i just wanted to add that depends on the multitasking i guess because even when you're in the kitchen you're multitasking in the kitchen Uh uh-huh see your boy knows your boy (laughs) knows the kitchen (laughs) i know the kitchen i've been there i can i can and you have to multitask a lot when you're in the kitchen if you want things to be on time and like done like in the most efficient way so multitasking for me is a mixed feeling once it depends it depends because it could be really good but it could also be really horrible (laughs) one i'd say because i think i was just adding on to what you said right so one thing i would say is work in short bursts what that means is the time span you're working. <clears throat> so, at uni, I noticed this a lot. 
working for long amount of hours without regular breaks no 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 doesn't work you might think that you're doing great by studying say for example six hours in a row with one break like one break every three hours right six hours boom great no that's actually not great try doing three breaks sorry yeah three breaks in that six hour space right so study two hours break study another two hours break and then study another two hours and then break again right or try every hour and a half or try every hour and by the way when i say breaks don't go for a six hour break come on guys like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like go for a small break like whatever small means obviously that's whatever works best for you today but don't underestimate the power of taking a break when you're looking at something for too long it's just your brain can't take it at certain points it, you know your brain is just going to tell you look everything you're doing right now it's not sinking in and so you need a break i don't know what your thoughts on that is but that's just sort of like what i can think of no, I 100% agree. And I think there's this thing called um, the Pomodoro technique or something like that. Um, and it talks about working in small kind of chunks. And it says you should do kind of a 40 minute interval where you work, because after that, you're actually not focusing after the 40 minute kind of session. Um, so it talks about kind of doing 40 minutes, having a five minute break, and then that break needs to be completely away from what you were doing. So if you're looking at your screen, get up, walk around for five minutes and then come back to the screen and then again work for 40 minutes and have a five minute break because that way you're giving yourself obviously your brain a bit of a chance to refresh itself but then when you do come back you are completely focused and you're doing the task um so I completely agree because when I was at university I used to sit there in the library for like hours on end thinking I'm being productive but in reality I was probably working for like two hours and the other four hours in my head I was working but I wasn't actually working I was just sitting there looking at something on my phone, trying to eat something, getting a coffee or something or the other. So it's very important to definitely do things in chunks um, and take breaks because otherwise you're just going to think you're working, but you're not really working. So you know that technique you mentioned? I thought it was 25-minute yeah. sessions that the Pomodoro technique was. It was like you work 25 minutes followed by a five-minute break and then you work <laughs> Anyways, I don't know, I don't know the details of it, so maybe people can look up the technique, but it works. Yeah, no, but I think regardless of whether, because at the end of the day, you adapt, even the, the methodologies and techniques that exist, you always adapt them to what works best. 100%. For me, working 25 minutes and then doing a five-minute break is not necessarily, depending on the task I'm doing, most of the yeah. time it's not enough. Even the 40 minutes one is not enough. Normally, I, I like, the way I like to work is like, I'll do one hour. And then I'll, I'll break for like yeah, that makes sense. 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And then I'll do another hour. Sometimes, it, you know, it depend, with uni, I experimented so much. There was times where I was doing two hour, two hour work slots. Yeah. Half an hour break, two hours again, half an hour break, two hours. So it, it, at the end of the day, the point is make breaks because your brain needs them more than what you think. Mm-hmm. And your body as well. Like sometimes you just need to stretch. Sometimes you just need to go for a quick walk, grab a coffee. We we all love coffee. I mean, I can't stress to you. I had coffee every day at uni. No joke. Every single day. 
yeah, I had coffee every single day. I was like a regular on Costa. <laughs> no, I, I was so regular, like the staff knew me. Like, <laughs> wow, okay, that that that's what you call regular. Yeah, okay, wow. It was literally I would go in with like the usual. They know the usually. Okay, cool. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's jokes. Do you have any more that you remember? Um, no, I think that's it. I think, like I said, it's a case of really figuring out what works for you because we could sit here and give you like hundreds and thousands of techniques and tips, but in reality, you're just going to have to go back to the basics and figure things out yourself and see what works for you and what doesn't. Um, because that's what I learned myself because I was reading all these techniques and I was trying to apply them, but not all of them work and that's okay. Just because something doesn't work for you doesn't make you like the the most unproductive person on earth it just means that you're not using the right techniques at that time for yourself and i think that's, yeah. that's the big thing and one of the things before we wrap this episode up on productivity hacks is you need to block distractions like you just have to like 100%. your phone is public enemy number one of your of your trying to get work yes. done like it's literally just so true like and for all of us that are so attached to our phones, it's, it's complicated because you want to check your notifications and you want to see what's, what's popping and just go on, on Instagram really quick. And it's just like, no, no. If you, if you said that you're going to work for an hour straight, that is no distractions, fully focused, just in, in the zone. No, no chilling, chatting, nothing. Block distracting things. That could be your phone, that could be putting yourself in, in environments that make you more focused, like quiet areas for me were the one. When I was revising, so I'm talking about uni now. Um, I'm working, yeah. obviously, yeah, we, we both of us are working now, but I'm sort of just going to uni because in uni I used to experiment a lot to see what works and what doesn't. For me, super important was being in a quiet area because that's what I can focus the most. And putting my phone away like generally just put your phone away don't have it in your pocket because if you have it in your pocket it's got you're going to end up reaching for your pocket and if you just put it inside your bag for example that makes it harder because are you really going to all the trouble to just open the bag and then just get your phone <laughs> for some people probably they wouldn't go for that i mean i did so <laughs> i was i was really like i had to leave my phone at home so sometimes i would leave my phone in like my you know accommodation and then go to the library because then i'm just like well what are you going to distract yourself with you don't have your phone and you're you're like in the most quiet area so you have to work so i was really bad with my phone but but, but see that's the thing right what works for you was like if I if I leave it at home or I leave it in a spot where I can't even touch it, I can't even see it, I'm gonna be able to focus. Whereas for me, it's like I know if I just put it in my bag, or I just put it like somewhere else that is not in my pocket. Because if it's in my pocket, we're yeah. done. We're done. I'm gonna chill. I'm not gonna do work, <laughs> right? So again, a great example of a productivity hack that was adapted differently for both of us, right? We just 100%. did what works for us. The last one, and I think this would wrap up the episode quite nicely for me is. The ultimate, honestly, the ultimate productivity hack that I've found over the years throughout workforce, throughout uni, throughout life, always plan the day of tomorrow today. You have to. This is life-changing. And it's so simple. It's so simple. But it changes everything. You know what the worst feeling is, Davida? You're waking up today in the morning... And you have no clue 
of where you need to be, what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, where you're going to do it. Like, the stress. Not yeah, you lost. Just I'm just thinking about it. Just like stressing me out. Just thinking about the fact that I would have to go to that pain when I could easily just the day before, in in the evening or whenever you have the time, just think to yourself, okay, what what needs to get done tomorrow? For some people, the mental note is just enough. Like, okay, mentally, I'm I'm thinking to myself, okay, tomorrow I need to get this done, this done. In the morning, I need to come here. I need... da, 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 da. For other people, it's writing down the paper. For other people, like myself, I like to use my calendar a lot. My Outlook calendar is the one. I literally just put everything in the calendar as events. And then I know yeah. what times I plan to do certain things and where I need to be for those things. If, if it requires me to be somewhere else and what I need to do. And it's just like, it's just a nice way. And I'm not trying to plug Microsoft in any way, but I mean, Microsoft Outlook is, is great. I, I use it, and especially the calendar feature for me, it's just, it helps me a lot. So regardless of whether you're using a calendar, piece of paper, or just, you know, your own self and, and relying on the mind and the memory that you have, as long as you're planning the day of tomorrow today, for me, that's the ultimate productivity hack. That's done wonders for me over the years. 100% I agree with that. Like, literally, I plan, firstly, I plan my week the week before. And then the day before as well, I will check to see if everything is the way it should be, if there's anything added, taken away. Because um, I do it on my diary, like on my actual physical diary, because just because I'm, I just like stationary. Um, but honestly, I completely agree. It does change your life so much, just having that plan in place. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think we went through a lot of productivity hacks. I, I wasn't expecting us to go through so much. Like, this, <laughs> guys, this is great material for you. <laughs> take advantage of this episode because this is actually great i i'm just thinking about everything that we covered is great stuff and it, it's also good because we gave perspectives of like what worked for me and what worked for you and stuff like that yeah so i hope everyone enjoyed listening to our suggestions I think, again try what works best for you figure it out and just go be productive but also remember you cannot this is impossible this is generally impossible it is impossible for you to be productive every single minute second and hour of the day don't even try that that again goes back to the whole breaks to the having the time for yourself and have actually having a life like don't try and go on and just do 24 hours and and, and be productive every hour of the day that you're awake because that's just not that, that it's not how it works that's going to have a counter productive effect actually so yeah go figure the productivity hacks that work for you go be productive and nabita thank you so much again i appreciate you joining me again for another great episode and if you guys have enjoyed today's episode then please make sure to listen to the next podcast to find out what's up and what's next